If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Fridays in your practice, email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to helix at helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical to supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our online four-month mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. My co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, is not with me today but I have a special guest, Dr. Bo Babenko. How's it going today, Bo? Going great. Enjoying this uh, beautiful weather we're having here in Colorado. Nice. Where are you in Colorado? Superior, not an inferior. We, are, we chose the best place in Colorado. Superior, Colorado. Oh, nice. That's next this, to Boulder for actually... most people who don't know. <laughs> is there an inferior Colorado? No, no. That's just always the little... Uh, joke I, the they, they named apparent yeah they apparently named it superior it was uh back in the mining days uh gold mining all that stuff and they actually found that they had the most the best coal so it was the superior coal so i believe that's that's why they named it superior back in the whatever 1800s nice there's no inferior medial or lateral colorado either <laughs> yeah that would be that would medical. be fun yeah exactly yeah, that, right. that would have been pretty fun so give us a little intro and then go ahead and tell us your story. Yeah, so um, I'm Dr. Bo, i a physical therapist, uh, started in New York City, uh, and here I am in Colorado. I mostly do concierge PT and uh, been doing online stuff for, for a little over a decade now, um, working with clients all over the world. I got to run my own gym in Dubai, so that kind of... Uh, you know, built my practice and what it's evolved into today. So I, I just end up doing um, and getting a lot of interesting folks who, who come see me. I've worked with celebrities. I've worked with billionaires and uh, royal family back in the Middle East, all that good stuff. So here I am in Colorado, kind of out of my garage. All, all <laughs> you know, all, all roads lead to my garage now. Um, so and, and then I, I try to get most people online. But um, the story we want to tell today uh, for your wonderful podcast here. And I've enjoyed many of the episodes. So I just, uh, real quick applause, five stars, highly recommend untold physio stories here, uh, as, as we're here. Um, but the story I want to tell is with my dog sitter, um, who, uh, was dealing with 10 years of neck issues. She, uh, does have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome for anyone, uh, familiar. I assume most of the listeners here are going to be familiar with what that is. Um, but the big thing is she had neck pain and again, you know, quote unquote, tried everything, something that I think a lot of us hear very, very frequently. Uh, so here in Colorado, Boulder, Denver, uh, you get all sorts of fun, Reiki, uh, crystal healing, all this kind of stuff. So she's tried a little bit of everything, including traditional physical therapy, um, including chiropractic, including, uh, you know, Feldenkrais technique. She, she really does her research. She's a very educated human, uh, which is why we love her as a dog sitter. 
so she was getting ready to have seven level fusion of her cervical spine. So I kind of was like, oh, wow, that's that's intense. And, you know, I don't know her whole history, but I was saying, hey, we love you as a dog sitter. Maybe come on by the garage. I'll see. I have a handheld dynamometer. We can at least get some basic <clears throat> basic baseline numbers to see where your strength is at. So after the surgery, we can at least get you back to this because she's very, very active. She has chickens on the on her uh, land where she has the dogs. She has chickens, ducks, all sorts of stuff. She's doing um, kind of a mini farm. So I said, I want you to be able to, you know, get back to this level of strength to make sure that we're going to also minimize your symptoms and, and your uh, disability down the line. So she jumps into the garage. Uh, the, the real crazy part here is as I'm doing my assessment, something I do with every person who has neck pain is look at their deep neck flexors. And I find that this is missing from most traditional physical therapy. So uh, something I learned a long time ago, and if someone can't hold it for 45 seconds, uh, it, it's been connected in the research to pretty significant disability. Uh, so she was not able to engage that at all. Uh, I gave her some cues. She got it fired up. We found the right place. She wasn't able to hold it very long, but even 15, 20 seconds, a little bit of shaking. Uh, the next day, she was sore in that deeper part of her neck that she said she had never felt before. No one had ever explained to her how to strengthen her neck. That's the part I just wanted to use this platform to highlight that, again, I know uh, there's been a mix of stories on here, but at the end of the day, it's these are the things people are missing. This is where we as a profession can make a huge difference. This is where my business is Fit Care Physio. It's uh, bridging the gap between fitness and healthcare. Uh, and so at the end of the day, uh, she was able to go back to her surgeon and say, hey, like, can I just strengthen my neck? <laughs> and and he said, you know, uh, we, we can do one level. I, th I still think we should do one level, which we're not going to get into the surgeon's going to surgeon and hammer, you know, every, to every uh, hammer, everything looks like a nail. But uh, she at least did one level and seems to be doing really well. She's been doing her strengthening. And so that's kind of the story um, that, again, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't get exposed to the fact that there are options other than surgery. And I think I know uh, you do some work with Aaron LeBauer and everything like that. He's something he talks about all the time. So uh, that's kind of my story. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's incredible. I think the most incredulous thing that stands out about this case is that she was told she needs seven levels fused all at once. But after actually trying an active strategy where she just strengthens her neck, which she was never given the option from, you know, trying every, all these other possible, uh, or trying everything, as you said, um, if she really needed all seven levels fused at one time, how can you just say, all right, well, I know this was indicated, and this is what I told you before, but let's just do one seventh of the surgery just in case. Like if it was actually, if she had cord signs and neuro signs, horrible quality of life, and surgery was really the only option, you can't just say, well, we'll just do a portion of the surgery and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, again, I do luckily this one had a happy ending. I think there's definitely something to be said for not only deep cervical flexors, but just held isometrics and endurance in general, uh, you know, way back when 1998, when I graduated PT school, Gwen Jell's research was pretty new. And I learned a lot of that stuff in my fellowship, measuring it not with a dynamometer, which we probably didn't have available to us, but we used a blood pressure cuff and that was a protocol. And I definitely measured that on a lot of patients, but I'd since moved away from it. But, um, you know, after taking some integrated kinetic neurology, I've been working more with just manual resistance and what I call um, graded isometrics, low threshold isometrics. When you test someone who otherwise is, 
you know, passing all these tests, whether it's the neck or the knee or the lumbar spine in a certain direction, you use manual resistance, you start off really light, and then you just grade it up and you try to have the patient hold it without having a Valsalva or cheating or using any other um, bigger global muscles other than the ones that you're trying to test. I don't really test isolated muscles anymore. I kind of just test movements, but I still believe that these gross movements should be able to be held for a certain amount of time with a certain amount of force. And I do think that um, we can probably do a lot more with dynamometers or they're similar, even just manual tests. It's just a dynamometer definitely gives you an objective measure. So that's really useful. Yeah, 100%. I I agree with you. That's where uh, within like the gymnastics, the CrossFit space that I started going into as a PT, uh, it was really cool to see these higher level athletes who, you know, to tell someone who's deadlifting 400 pounds, hey, your glutes are weak from a simple, you know, break test uh, seems a little disconnected. And and where, again, a lot of the, these power lifters kind of laugh at physical therapists and they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, so if you're not familiar with that population, you're telling a, a guy who can deadlift 400 pounds or, or 600 pounds uh, that his glutes are weak, some, something's getting missed there. So I completely agree with you on that endurance piece is super duper uh, critical. One fun part of that kind of as well, back when I was in New York City um, in a more traditional clinic uh, and we were introducing these handheld dynamometers, uh, we tried to pitch it to insurance companies and we had some really good relationships with these insurers uh, at at this really busy New York City clinic. And they basically said, no, we want the four out of five. We want the four plus out of five. That's the only system we know. We don't want the very accurate, like your right hip abduction is 32 kilograms of force and your left is only 22 kilograms of force. Like that doesn't work for us, even though it's much more objective. Um, they, they, they prefer yeah, the, the want, four out of five. Measure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a little measure. crazy, but <laughs> this is, this is the system we're in. This is the healthcare system we're in. I think, you know, uh, you know, I know again, you, you, you're always preaching it. I'm, I'm trying to always preach it on, on my, my shows as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy system, but it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And the endurance thing though, to not lose that thread, I, I do love, uh, again, that, that kind of, you know, somebody who's a runner who does long distance and I'm sure, you know, Chris Johnson in the running world and most people do, uh, there as well. And, you know, if you can't hold a single leg balance just with your left knee up at 90 degrees, how are you going to run for 26.2 miles? If you can't do that for 60 seconds, there's something getting missed there where like these simple screens can, can go a long way. And again, most clinicians just are missing, missing this kind of endurance piece to it. So I a hundred percent love that, uh, you know, that, that take on this whole story. This reminds me real quick of a story I think I told very early on in the podcast uh, history of a power lifter, world record power lifter, who was told by a surgeon um, he didn't need rotator cuff surgery. Yet, despite having a positive MRI of a um, major rotator cuff tear, the surgeon did a break test, abduction break test on him. And, you know, meanwhile, this guy's uh, deltoid was pretty much bigger than my glute. So naturally, at a 90 degree angle, um, you know, arm parallel to the ground, this guy could probably hold hold him up right um he his his glute his deltoid totally made up for this rotator cuff weakness and that's where i learned very early on to test through the range and other than isometrics i just said hey you know what let's just try with your hand down by your side try to push me away uh his right side is uninvolved side he could have probably lifted me off the ground with his left side he couldn't push me away at all so um, other than isometrics, I think manual resistance through the range is something that, you know, you can test on a lot more, especially active people, because your isometric brake tests where the, you are, you know, by textbook supposed to test these muscles at the middle 
of their range where, uh, according to the stress-strain curve, they actually have the highest torque, you may not see an asymmetry. People need to function in and out uh, throughout the whole range and, and be strong and be able to control it with good endurance. Yeah, and that's two, two of the more popular systems that have uh, emerged through social media, but also just in the, in the clinical space as well and, and fitness space that uh, kind of speak to this. And they're filling this gap of what I would say and we're talking about here is, is a missing piece of the puzzle. There's the knees over toes guy, if anyone's familiar, and, and he just, you know, I, I have my criticisms of that program. Um, but at the same time, he's addressing a lot of these kind of let's work through a full range of motion, which most... Uh, rehab clinicians as well as fitness folks do not understand and know how to do. So it is providing uh, a, a novel stimulus as well as I think some some of the pieces where uh, hopefully from years from now we can say there was some good in there. Uh, I do like some of the stuff he talks about, but there's something there. And the other one is is functional range conditioning uh, for anyone familiar with Dr. Uh, chiropractor up in Canada, Dr. Andrew Spina, uh, and they a majority of their their philosophy is to get strong at these end ranges and they do liftoffs and things like that and i've definitely incorporated that into my practice uh for many many years now and i've just found incredible uh progress with getting strong at these end ranges uh and it's something that i criticize as well of most uh manual therapists massage therapists is is if you're adding 10 degrees of you know, shoulder flexion and woo, you did something magical. Uh, let's applaud you there. But then if the brain's not learning how to move there, and I believe it's Dan John that, that had that great quote of strength is gained in the range in which it is trained. So if you just gain 10, uh, 10 degrees of range of motion and we're not getting strong there, then we're missing the boat. And by, you know, maybe, uh, and we hear this all the time, I think from many chiropractic uh, folks that, that, you know, they get cracked, they feel better, but by the time they're in the car, or by the time they get home, they've lost 50 to 75% of the benefits, if not a hundred percent. And, you know, they have to keep going back for that same kind of little dosage and it feels good, uh, but there's something missing in that whole piece. So I like that, that whole, this whole concept we're, we're touching on of uh, this kind of end range, uh, get strong in that new range of motion. And that's where our bodies will in my experience a big philosophy of my practice is is that's where we're gonna get more fit uh in in the definition of fitness and that's what's going to really translate into longevity for most of our joints awesome awesome where can people find you dr bo uh one of the best places probably instagram i'm pretty active there it's uh drbo babenko b-a-b-e-n-k-o uh the other one you can google is fit care physio as in fitness healthcare and physio as in physiotherapy, not physical therapy. Uh, although every marketing person tells me I should change that, but I, I got to keep the physio uh, going. So fitcarephysio.com uh, is where folks can go back find to me. And I have two. Yes, in case I go back to Dubai, exactly. Yeah. Thanks again, Dr. Bo, for an awesome discussion and an interesting um, and a good case with a happy ending. So if you guys have any awesome physio failures, interesting cases, hilarious PT stories. Make sure you reach out to Andrew or I on social media so you can get on the podcast or even submit it to us and we'll read it on if you're a little mic shy. Uh, rate Untold Physio Stories five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell everyone, all your friends and family about it and uh, please share on social media. And as always, you guys have a great day. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by My PT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. 
by practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit MyPTInsurance.com edge to sign up today.